Homeless, homeless cop! Gordon, Captain Gordon, he's the homeless cop in history. From the town of Gotham, he's about to shout GCPD! Ah! No Man's Land. Stardate. No Stardate, because we're not in space. We can't go to space. Because there is no electricity, except for Hugo... No, not Hugo Street. Except for Lucius Fox's magic batteries. Welcome to the Gotham Chronicle podcast, where we are looking at the episode Pena Dora, if I'm pronouncing it right. I'm Josh, and here the correct my pronunciation is... This is Donovan, back from the war. And this is Jan, just chilling. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And like I said, we're taking a look at this week's episode of Gotham, where, um, let's see, um, <laughs> the government has finally come to save him, including Shane West, who's so dreamy. So, so dreamy. So they go to Riddler's library, and it's like, wait, <clears throat> homeless cop, before you catch me, let's play a game called The Floor is Lava. And Jim, like, jumps up on the chair, ah, don't move, Shane West, the floor is lava. I must find the book to make the floor not lava. So he does, and they uh, <laughs> there's some chases. It's been like four days since I've seen this episode. I'm trying to remember like the specific plot beats. Um, but so far, Nygma, you're doing good. <laughs> excellent. <laughs> Nigma, you know, is trying to figure out what happened to him, and uh, he gets kidnapped by uh, the cast of Deliverance for some reason, and like transported to <laughs> Gotham's, you know often forgotten neighborhood little louisiana where he's like hooked up to like a car battery <laughs> yeah crank her up yes. and he's like and he like remembers a flashback i'm going to fix you edward and every time like that line is spoken oswald's dog like hides under like a chair like further and further like no 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 i don't mean fix you that way i'm talking about the other edward you know oh, what i've realized i'm sorry go ahead that's where Jebediah comes from. <gasps> what if Jebediah was was one of those kids, and when the car explodes, it scars his face, and that's what turns him into Jebediah? That, that might be where and he then he turns him. into Cameron Monaghan, because I feel like that's an upgrade. <laughs> yeah, they Hold give on, him Jerry. I'm going to switch over to my phone, because I found my earbuds. Yay! What about Jehoshaphat? Yeah, Jehoshaphat, not Jebediah. Jumping Jehoshaphat. <laughs> I should have known you were behind this. <laughs> His name is Jumping Jehoshaphat? Like, we gotta find Jumping. Yes. He's always jumping, Bullock. He can never keep his feet on the ground. That's what I call him, Jumping Jehoshaphat. I hate you so much. <laughs> Riddler, uh, you know, after playing that game of Floor is Lava and cosplaying with the cast of Deliverance, he heads on over to Oswald's, like, city hall where he's like... Uh, one of the best lines of the season, like, I have a bunch of questions for you, but first, did you name your dog after me? Well, <laughs> you should see the whole pet shop I have in the, ba- in the back. It's named after every single member of the cast. I have a baboon named Butch, a cat named Selena. Anyway, so there's a little, in, you know, nice little back and forth between them there, you know, which uh, it's like one of my favorite lines. Like, after Butch died, you were the only friend I had left. You shot Butch. That's besides the point. And um, so he's told to go find Hugo Strange, which he does. And uh, Hugo Strange, uh, (laughs) 
Hugo Strange is as Hugo Strange as ever. He's like, yes, I cast you with this neurological thing that will cause you to not be able to move, but you will feel all the pain as I open up your skull and perform brain surgery without any advanced surgical tools. Now, let me rewire this, like, mind control thing. And then, you know, uh, Homeless Cop and his best friend Shane Eduardo West uh, show up like, <laughs> not so fast, Strange. <laughs> Me and my new buddy will put a stop to your evil scheme. <laughs> and then Eduardo's like, yeah, about that. Why are you stepping close to the Strange? No, Eduardo, you're pointing the gun in the wrong direction. You're supposed to point it to Strange, not at me. Oh, I see what's happening now. <laughs> I've been betrayed for the 12th time this, this show. <laughs> I should have known it was you were behind this, Eduardo. What are you talking about? You trusted me a minute ago. <laughs> now they go. The only place a homeless cop could. Down the garbage chute. Homeless, homeless cop. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, and like Hugo Strange like uh, reboots, you know, Nigma. You know Gotham City like the back of your hand. Find Jim Gordon and destroy him. Destroy. <laughs> Meanwhile, um, Selena. The only other plot is like Selena and Jeremiah, right? Like Selena is, you know, at the Sirens Club. Selena's you know, pulling a la- piece from season four. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah Selena. Selena, how dare you, you know, down your troubles and booze after murdering somebody. You did this at this time last season, and I was the one telling you not to. Oh, yeah. All right, we got to find Ivy to make you go on a vision quest now. No, no, heck no. (laughs) She's like, come on, Bruce. Everything's all right here. I'm here with my best friends, Barbara and Tabitha. What? Selena, Tabitha is, and then, like, Barbara, like, interrupts you. Tabitha's in the back getting some ice. Shut up, Bruce. Then, like, Barbara comes out, like, with, like, a Tabitha wig. She's, like, not in blackface or anything, but she's wearing, like, a Tabitha wig. Like, hey, Selena, it's me, Tabitha. I sure am still alive (laughs) to infinity and beyond. (laughs) And then Selena's, like, since we're... Say what? I'm Mrs. Nesbitt. (laughs) Awesome. (laughs) Awesome. So uh, Selena says, hey, remember the pilot, you know, when like um, I saw your parents died? I didn't do anything about it because I didn't care. And also we're referencing the pilot a lot, which I and think we'll have a lot to makes say about Bruce that like cry. <laughs> <laughs> we can't make Selena a killer, guys. We can't. And then Alfred's like, oh, yes. Yeah, Selena never killed anyone before. Not my buddy Reggio or anything like that. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but one thing's for sure. Jeremiah is dead. Meanwhile, Jeremiah wakes up. And he and Echo proceed to not explain how he's still alive. And he crawls into Wayne Manor, you know, and he's like, oh, yes, this is going to be awesome. This cliffhanger. What am I looking at? And he brings back Penguin's mother and father. (laughs) That would be a weird twist. (laughs) Surprise, Bruce. It's Penguin's mother and father, two characters that you never interacted with. (laughs) You've gone too far this time, Jeremiah. Basically. Oh, <laughs> all right. <laughs> Where do we want to go first with this? Overall thoughts, plot by plot. Like, what do you think? Yeah, or Shane West. I mean, I guess. Yeah, what did we think of the episode? <laughs> what did I think about this episode? I did like the interactions between Ed and everybody, but like that actress is really good. Uh, Shane West did what Shane was. 
did what Shane West does in like everything. Um, I don't know if you guys have seen Salem, but to me it was like kind of just the same kind of character. He, he has like three emotions on his face and they all have like a furrowed brow. So you just have to see how he's furrowing his brow to figure out what emotion he's like trying to emote. Although I don't think we're going to see the I'm in love with you right now emote in this one. Um, Bullock was great. He really did get a chance to shine, so that made me happy. I do agree with the flip on uh, Bruce and Selena, which was nice. Barbara's still boring. Um, who else was in this episode? Because it wasn't Lucius. Penguin? Lucius. <laughs> B.D. Wong. Yes. Hugo Strange. I I love oh, uh, everything with him in it. Everything. Everything. I, I, oh, you can just, like, breathe. You can just show up and just breathe. And I'm like, that is the most gripping performance I have seen on this show. He literally did a George Decay. Oh, my. He did. He did. I It, it literally sucked me out of the scene because I was just like, what? But yeah, no. Um, that's the only thing that broke my like actual focus and immersion of the episode was him going, oh my, like George Takei. But other than that, I was like, totally. I like this episode. I thought it was pretty good. I was about to take him that long to do that. <laughs> yeah. This is his first time seeing anything that makes him go, oh my. Oh, <laughs> right. I forgot that. Uh, freaking what's his face is in this <sighs> Alfred <laughs> I did too he didn't what's do anything face? yeah yeah. he's been very careful the whole season he's like I can't wind up in the hospital again Master B I'm just gonna sit here and do nothing basically except you said that he is going to well he said <laughs> that he yeah <laughs> well he can't sit still forever Um, yeah, I like this episode, too, and I think it kind of, the role, I don't say revolves around, but, like, you know, it revolves around the whole thing with Riddler, and, um, which made sense, and the whole thing with Shane West, which, I'm glad we didn't waste more episodes than necessary. By the end of the episode, he revealed himself to be a douchebag, um, because, you know, you knew it was going to happen. We can get to the whole idea of who he's playing with who he's playing in, in a bit. But as a character, I just thought he was, he was pretty... He was, he, was, he was a good performance. I'm not seeing him since um, that Mandy Moore movie from the early 2000s. So, uh, he, he, he's, he's much... A walk to remember, yeah. Um, and I thought, he, I thought he did a good acting job. I, I didn't think that he was stiff. I didn't think that he was, like, uncharismatic. I thought that he did a good job convincingly being on, on Gordon's side. Even, like, when Gordon let Penguin go... He's like, well, I hope you know what you're doing. Like, he he didn't pull rank then, and obviously, you know, he had a plan to get Riddler, but um, so he didn't care. But like, I thought he I thought he did a pretty pretty good job. Um, uh, I thought that Corey Michael Smith did a really good job throughout. I thought he did a really great acting job, being angry and, and desperate and kind of sad about himself. And that's also we, we can kind of get into the difference. You know, the Riddler would never do this, which I talked about last week, but I kind of want to get more into that. Um. Yeah, I don't know if I like this as much as I did last episode because last episode had that beautiful Foxma 
uh, <laughs> dynamic, but like this one was still pretty good. I think I I, I didn't dislike it much from this episode. I agree. Fight me! Fight me! <laughs> she's not kidding, folks. She just broke like a, a wine bottle and she's like waving it at us. Yeah, I I like this episode, but not as much as I liked the last few weeks. Like this one was, you know, just like a a little over okay episode for me, and um, basically um, a turning point episode, more or less. Like, okay, like now, you know, we're going to find out why the Riddler's behaving the way he's behaving. We're going to find out, oh, it turns out Walker and uh, Eduardo can't be trusted. And, like, the the series is taking a turn. Plus, like, Jeremiah is, like, uh, putting his next plan into fruition. Uh, but otherwise, yeah, I don't have... This episode didn't overtly offend me, but it wasn't like one of my favorites. Like the last few were. Like I've been really high on. Like I loved episode one a lot. I loved episode uh, three and four a lot. This one was okay. Um, I think this episode is better than um than uh I think this is this is one of the better episodes of the season. Personally, I, I think that um it's better than episode two. Uh, I like it better. Than, I think it's it's less silly than episode three was. Um. But but I'm, no 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 I, I I dig this I think I I think this is better than average. I liked um <laughs> the penguin and uh, Riddler scene, you know, especially with like penguin like going right up to the gun, like you know, like if you really think I'd betray you, then shoot me right now. But like it did tick me off a little bit, where like a second later he's like, don't let don't let Nigma leave, you know, like tell Gordon that we're giving him to him. I was like, what you jerk? I still found that to be very penguin like though. It is, but it bothered me after, like, that whole heartfelt thing that he would do that. Like, I, I can't argue that it's out of character or, like, say, like, Oswald would never do that. But I, I wish that he didn't. Well, I like the whole bit of, you know, uh, I, I, you know, if I did betrayed you, I would let you know as your enemy. And I'm telling you that as a friend. Because, like, there's no way he's lying about that. And yeah, he, he kind of, you know, sells him out later on, but like, he's not, you know, like, like he's, he's, there's a difference between giving him to Gordon and giving him to like, you know, the, the gangs of Gotham. Uh, and, uh, I don't know, again, like, I like seeing the main characters kind of interact with each other rather than having kind of have their own stories. I thought the whole, you know, hillbilly thing was <laughs> needless and stupid and, you know, it was more of, you know, Gotham doesn't deserve to be saved because look what these idiots are here. But he's a family too. When we, can, can we create somebody that's better than this, though? It's like, yeah. let, let her in, boys! It's, it's like, I, I, my imagination's vaster than that. <laughs> and Nigma's like, horrible, like, you know, acting like, oh, no, please don't electrocute me again. Anything but electrocution, why, that would short-circuit my brain thing and allow me and allow this car to explode, killing you all, letting me go, I talk too much, don't I? <laughs> I mean, they bought a hook like a singer, so, like, he was, he was... <laughs> that was hilarious. No, he said, well, uh, oh, no, too bad the fuel line is clogged. And then they cut the fuel, like, they just straight up cut it. I was just like, um, okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's talk about Shane West. You know, he's come to Gotham. I don't have too much thoughts on Eduardo. I mean, and so far, like, he's... He's not Bane yet, but at this point, he's Bane in name only. Like, nothing about this is, like, 
similar to Bane's backstory. Yeah, or we, we can get into this because this is attitude. Bane's name Eduardo. Well, yeah, I was just about to say. Here's here's the thing, because like his <laughs> name is ultimately fan service. Because I remember we were talk- we were kind of messaging amongst ourselves. Well, when this, when his casting was announced, him playing, they said that they're gonna have Bane in this show, and then they said that he's playing a character called Eduardo, or they, they said Edmund Durance before the episode aired, and Edmund Durance, yeah, I remember that. Edmund Durance is King Snake, who, um, is, is a British character. He's he, Tim Drake's fought him several times, and he eventually was revealed to be Bane's biological father. Like Bane was, you know, his mom had him had him while she was in Penyadoro and she died, and so he lived in prison. Um, but, but Doran's King Snake was his father. So I thought, okay, so for no reason at all, Shane West is playing that character. Interesting. And then they said he's, he, and then they, there's, there's a, there's a photo, there's a release photo of what Bane looks like in this show. Said, and then they said his name is Eduardo Durance. So basically, it's kind of like in Spider-Man 3, when they said the killer of Uncle Ben's name was like, so-and-so Carradine. Like, it's technically sort of a trivia poll in that, that makes a bit of sense. Like you could still put like, oh, this is father of Bane. But that still makes no sense. Um, and well, and we were unsure if he was playing Bane or Bane's father for a few months until like they said, okay, he's Bane. And also, like, I mean, like it's obviously you know Bane has zero connection with Commissioner Gordon. Every <laughs> show has has had to be connected to Gordon, but whatever. <laughs> that that I don't like that. But but like, um, I mean, he, he's 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 nothing like Bane. And I, by that, I don't mean that he should be. But like, he's a new character with, in, with, who shares a name that's related to Bane biologically. Um, yeah. It, it feels unnecessary. Like, they could have made a, a, another character or even another a minor character to be, like, you know, Gordon's uh, mole friend from the past. There's no there's no reason why it has to be, like, you know, one of the most major Batman villains that they didn't get to because they blew their Venom budget in, in the first season. So, um... I liked his character in this episode. I don't like the fact that, like, they are cramming Bane, the Bane Square, into a, a final season circle. Yeah. I mean, what else are they going to do? Be a better show. <laughs> like, <laughs> what else are they going to do? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you expect at this point. I mean, they've already, they're trying to pull out. I think they're trying to pull out. They're definitely not. Um, <laughs> that was terrible. Uh, they they want to go big. They're not go. They're not going home. <laughs> and the biggest the biggest badge you can get after um, Rachel Gold, which was wasted, is Bane. Like Who's Bane is biggest bad i mean because they didn't bring back hush so no they didn't i mean it was already in the yeah they tommy elliott back for like no reason last season like he showed up like twice and like never did anything i thought something was gonna come of that well at least it like they didn't make him hush which would have been stupid like he's he was still (laughs) like a childhood friend um i mean and and, uh, what was i gonna say like you can't do Bane in in No Man's Land if he's not established yet, because Bane is in No Man's Land comic books, but but he's already been established and he has a different dynamic. and And in this one, it it also he was clutching his his vest like constantly, and I get that Tom Hardy did that in The Dark Knight Rises, but like and it, and that was kind of a, kind of a look, but like 
this felt like oh the, the classic Bane move of clutching his vest, and it's like stop it. Like that, that was like five years ago, um, or actually really seven, but like I don't know. It it, it there were a few references. <laughs> I just don't remember. It, it's, it's not been that a long time. No, it's, it's mostly not. because I didn't really care for that Bane. Eh. A lot of people don't. Um, and like uh, the whole thing. About- I don't care for any Bane. That's a including this one. That is a a, a pawn. Versus an actual person. Well, I mean, uh, there were a couple of references to like Bane from the comics because because his his uh, second in command who 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 gets a name that I forget his code name is Bird. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the comics, Bane had a posse of, of uh, three henchmen: Chog, Zombie, and Bird. And Bird was his like right hand man, and he calls this dude Bird in this. And also, he says, you know, and this this might be coincidence, but he says, you know, we'll try to find Enigma by nightfall. Dun dun dun. Yeah. Otherwise, it'll be, um, you know, a no man's land. We're already in no man's land. Oh, sorry. Sometimes when I have a contagion, my brain gets a little <laughs> legacy. We've Guys, done that Gordon's before. Having a stroke. <laughs> yeah, we did. <laughs> <laughs> have they called it no man's land in the season so far? Like, like in dialogue? Have, have they actually called it no man's land in this in this season so far? At all? No, there was just um, the reference at the end of. The last season, basically, like the title. Right. Well, and, and it says uh, in the title card, "No Man's Land," day three hundred ninety-one during the flash forward. Does it say that? Uh, I mean, not that, not that they were throwing that left and right in dialogue in the comics, but like they did call it that, and I, I just wonder if they actually ever call it that here. They just they just call it like, you know, the cities have been abandoned, which is which is fine. I'm just bringing that out. It's not. It's not goofy or unrealistic for them to say No Man's Land because that's what they straight up did in like the very. I'm trying to remember if when Gordon was talking to Walker, he's like, "Day, you know, something." something, something. I'm pretty positive no, Ben McKenzie's never said No Man's Land. They just said, "Ever since you know America, f- it's been day since the, since the bridge is blue." Yeah, which was not my fault. D- despite what the tote bag at Comic Con looked like. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what does a tote bag at Comic Con look like? It was the one the where bridges he, are blown. You saying in the Gordon's middle of it, like, 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 like D's nuts? <laughs> yeah, Gordon's like standing over the blown bridges, like, like that's right, I did this. Don't mess with homeless cop, Jim. We're all on the other side. Go. I'm gonna see if I can find it, because um, it really is a funny image. Yeah. Uh, it's not. I, I, I got. I got not a great image of it, but it's basically the. Um. Anyways, um. Yeah. Ultimately, like, I think Shane West does a good job. I think that, I, he's a better actor than I remembered him being. And I thought that, like, on this, there's nothing wrong with this character in himself. Honestly, there's nothing wrong with him. There's just it. It hurts his character by being Bane. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just looked at the picture of him on the bridge that's exploded. <laughs> if I like, can't have himself. a home, then nobody gets a home. <laughs> Such bullcrap. <laughs> Who is he posing for? <laughs> Josh, do you have any thoughts oh, on him being Bane? Not sleeping with anymore. I I don't want to say I'm indifferent, like, but it's you never care about the I, important stuff in this show, just the stupid stuff. Yeah, that's true. The, the, that's the, why the, he's that, so happy about it. I. The character, and I hate it when YouTubers and like other people say this because it's like, what do you mean they didn't do anything for you? But like, that's honestly, I feel like he didn't do anything for me one way or another. Like, I feel like if you replaced him with somebody else, 
like to like serve that plot and that purpose, it would not have made a difference to me so far. <laughs> that makes sense. You replaced it with. I, I mean, that's what the writers are for. They could sit down and like figure out, you know, like a character or something that works. It's, and I, I don't like the whole idea. Like, and TV shows do this, where it's like, oh yes, my best friend from my past that I've never mentioned until now, who's Hold always on. existed. Hold on, there. Okay, so here's a comic book reference from the New Fifty Two. Well, I think yeah, before Rebirth, um, when. Uh, Jim Gordon was actually Batman. There is an arc where he goes into a... I forget where he goes. I think it was like the Middle East or something. And he finds his old crew, his old um, Marines group, and they work together. So to me, this felt like familiar to that story arc, except his military group is coming to him versus the other way around even though it's only one person and not the whole entire like unit and we've referenced jim's military career in the show before mm-hmm. so like it's not like a massive like rec on like why are we doing this now it's just i don't know it's it it doesn't feel it's not, it's not the most well written of tropes. Yeah, it, it's yeah, like, like, my like old oh, friend yes. who I can trust on who's also betrayed me like it, it is a cliche <laughs> that this show couldn't help but, but, but indulge in. Yeah, we already knew who he was going to be, like, right. in the long run. I didn't know he was going to come in as his military friend. I just knew that he was going to be Bane. So when I saw this, I was like, geez, I wonder how, okay, it's happening now, sure. Yeah, and um, I... What do we think about this revelation too? that, like, the government is behind Nygma, like, you know, derping around this whole season? You know what? I mean, I mean, okay, I'm, I know where this is going, and it, it, but, like, uh, barring that, it, you know, they could have just had, you know, the government just let Gotham to rot rather than actively try to, try to like, destroy it through its villains. That feels... I don't know. It's surprisingly less realistic, even though the government shutting down a city would never happen in real life. Well, I mean, I say that, you know, who knows what's going to happen tomorrow. But, like, um... (laughs) State of the Union's tomorrow as we're recording this. As far as we know. (laughs) I declare America a no-man's land. (laughs) You can't do that. Mitch McConnell, let him speak. (laughs) (laughs) I sure hope no one will write bad reviews about us. Um, my point is that, like, but, I, yeah, um, go it's ahead. not too big. Uh, it's not too big. I'm sorry. When he admitted that he had him blow up Haven, I thought maybe, like, Walker was thinking, okay, I have to have something catastrophic happen in order to send in the military so that we can help them. So I was thinking on that line, and then he goes like, it needs to be a show of loyalty. I was like, I have no idea what the going on yeah like i knew that eduardo would go evil but i didn't think he was already going to be evil i thought it would be like one of those things where like oh i can't breathe anymore and it's all your fault homeless cop i'm going to become bane and get revenge which would have been stupid i guess but like (sighs) it's an interesting it's an interesting twist and it's like okay like what is going on here 
Uh, but like, I, I I didn't need Shane West for that. If that makes sense, though. Yeah. It's 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 a little much, and I think that like it it almost kind of it's very Gotham esque, but like it, it, in that way that I guess I don't think it's greatly written. Um, the government doesn't have to have an invested interest in destroying Gotham because you know Jim Gordon has bad luck. That that, that feels that is that is you feel less sympathetic for it because because it's like well why are they doing that like like what is the reason for that? Um, what did Gotham ever do to, to America? I mean the city, not 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 the show. As, as you know, as, as as we all know, the show's damaged America, but um, uh, it's just, it's 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 a it's a it's a needless and dumb twist that I I, I kind of saw coming at the same time. It's like well, of course they want the action want to melt you know activate a volcano or whatever and and got them because why wouldn't they because that's that's the exactly kind of the extreme crap that the show deals. With. I don't know. It's it, it, it's it's. I guess I guess it it kind of exposes that I never really trusted the show to leave leave well enough alone. I just want to see what they're going to do with it at this point, because it's all like, you said Jamie Murray, and I was like, clearly she's evil. <laughs> she she rarely ever plays a good person. Very rarely. Like, they tie casters mean, hard. At this point, it's not a spoiler to say, yeah, Jamie Murray's evil. <laughs> she's sending, like, Shane West and Riddler to kill homeless cops. She's evil. <laughs> not homeless cop, just homeless people in general. Yeah, that's true. Well, also, I mean, like, um, when he said, you know, your mission is to, is to shoot the Riddler or I shoot you, and then Gordon just, like, left, you know, the Riddler to be shot, and he didn't shoot the Riddler. <laughs> Wait, I have an idea, Ed. I did this with Oswald in the pilot. He, like, puts Ed right next to the garbage disposal and, like, whispers to him, never come back to Gotham, and, like, shoots next to his ear and pushes him down the thing, like, okay. I shot him. <laughs> Why are you winking? <laughs> uh, no, and then like Riddler gets comes out of the other end of the garbage chute and like finds a homeless guy and like kills him for his sandwich. Wow! It is just like season one. <laughs> We're marrying season really one good. all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> and he gets a job as a dishwasher and like works his way up. <laughs> Well, since since this absolves uh, Riddler of any like, can, can I just say I know we talked about this last time. <laughs> I love Riddler. He's like, I don't kill people except for Miss Kringle and Officer Doherty and and all those people like <laughs> and all those random people. <laughs> yeah, but I would have killed the whole group. Like he remember when he did uh, Riddle Time? Those are people who didn't hurt him. Oh, that's right, the game show. I only hurt people who hurt me first, except for, like, riddle time. Yeah, this this bullshit about, like, you know... I mean, they really, really say, I could never kill those innocent people. And, like, (laughs) I I, 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 I talked about this last time. That, to me, is like, okay, we we do enjoy these characters, but I don't know if they would have such a moral line that they would never cross. Like, that feels like, like the show being too close to his characters to, like, have them do that. And I'm not saying like you know they should be that evil or whatever. I don't think the show has demonstrated that they, that that they they are not that, whether they are or not. Yeah. Yeah. You, you get what I'm saying? I don't know. They're trying to make everyone super sympathetic in this last season. I guess they're just trying to make us all feel bad that they're ending. Like I remember when Riddler was burying Miss Kringle's body, he like saw someone 
like someone like found his spot, so he had to kill them. And there, it was like a whole joke. He kept on killing people. Um, he killed an innocent woman like just last episode. Whether she attacked him or not, like like yeah, it's like the show doesn't yeah, know what was good and was not. <laughs> but it's different. Those were like you know, like Will was there, who like you know would have broken his other arm that night or something in in bed. Uh, I do love the moment where he's like, Jim, I can explain. I didn't kill those people. Well, not exactly. And Jim's like, oh my god, are you serious? You actually did it. Like, <laughs> You son of a bitch. Nine minutes and two minutes of the episode. <laughs> I love uh, Penguin's reaction to like, when he finds out. Like He's like horrified and like worried for his friend like oh ed what have you done now which uh the shippers on twitter were all over that moment like did you see how did you see how sad penguin was otp big mobile pot back and forth baby um nope fight me swear to god fox Fox for life Hey, <laughs> Riddler could cheat. I, I, I'm more McNabbing Mobblepot because that, that's that's a much more um, heinous coupling. <laughs> if Fox can do better, but I do like the Foxma ship. Actually, like Foxma, like he can do the kind of thing that Lee did, except he could, he would see. Unlike, <coughs> I'm dying. So unlike how Lee tried to manipulate him. Foxy could literally just have him be like, but you're going to be the greatest criminal by out maneuvering and outthinking all the other criminals. You know, he could like try to shift him from being like, how many banks have you robbed in a day to basically becoming Sherlock? Through the power of love. Yeah, and also like exercising like challenging his mind and oh god it would just be so sexy folks you missed like after we were done recording last week like we went on tumblr and we like got trapped in the cave of wonders that is like gotham shipping on tumblr and they were like did you notice when you know nig when um uh lucius handed nigma the file he looked sad, like he had forgotten all about the file because he was enjoying being with Lucius so much. Well, in fairness, and he looked that, as if he that, wanted that to say, like, like, they weren't making that up. <laughs> oh, it is true. Oh, I, I, I know that, but it was like <laughs> we Somebody saw all the shipping. Two Tumblr post essay, like breaking down every scene between Foxy and Nigma. It was like intense. I read all of it, like, all of this is true. Well, it's like, notice, you know, that Ed is standing, you know, or no, was that Lucius is standing in the doorway because he loves watching Ed work. And he also wants to keep his distance because of like, like, it was okay, very that was, well that was, that was, Yeah, I remember that. That was, that was a, little, a bit much. Um, yeah, but it was not, he wasn't, it wasn't that he loved watching him work. It was that he respected his space and he acknowledged that he was smart and that he could work it out. He was just letting him do his thing. <laughs> That's why I like having Jan on the show because she's the type of person that points out stuff like that. And it was like, she's like, don't you see, you know, when Selena sat on the stool and faced that way, it was because she was trying to convey this emotion to Bruce. What do you think, Josh? And I just stand there looking like the SpongeBob chicken meme going, oh, homeless, homeless cop. (laughs) 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 There sure was homeless stuff this episode. (laughs) 
I do really like nuances between characters, like in their relationships. Like one of the first things I noticed when um, in the very first scene where Shane Black shows up as Eduardo, um, Eduardo, you see this look of relief and happiness on Jim's face, like, yo, my God. And then he like is, oh my God, as he can get. And he just reaches over and like, that strong grasp on his shoulder, like, yes, you are here. It's like basically broke his shoulder. <laughs> this was a Silver Age cover. A bullet could have a thought balloon, like, you know. Now that Shane West is here, homeless cop has forgotten all about me. Choke. That's exactly what happened. Whoever <laughs> <laughs> happened it's to poor boy. <laughs> I think that, like, um,. My final word on the, on the Riddler thing is that, like, I'm I'm fine with them kind of showing what these villains wouldn't do. I just I just think that like this is the wrong time to show that um, after five seasons of you know uh, heinous activity. <laughs> well, five seasons of him killing a people. A lot more they can do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, 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 as a rule, it's it's fine. Like you know, like 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 Riddler has has limits, but like let's not pretend that like the audience should have been aware of that up to this point. Like who was who was like. Oh my God! The really that's all out of character when when they initially showed that nobody. So like this, nobody. We were like, okay, I wonder. <laughs> there's so much breath on that. Is it feels like wasted space, and it feels kind of too precious. It's like you know, the really Barbara. Do you know me? Would I ever do that? It's like I don't know. Maybe yes. <laughs> <laughs> let's see and then like barbara has like a flashback so like every single like time the riddler's been violent including like moments that like she wasn't around for like chopped off tabitha's hand um you yeah know, they do that riddle time <laughs> killed those yeah, people in that yard yeah, for hand. <sighs> um, directly after that yeah, she like they they put it on nice and went to the hospital. I didn't even think no, but yeah, you reattach it, but then she was just using it like it was never unattached. Yeah, I don't know if if, if reattaching a limb is is that is that way really. Well, because of her Saint Dumas blood, you know, and uh, Hugo yeah. Strange gave her um, I don't know like a a, a magic vitamin. <laughs> She's a okay until she gets stabbed by Oswald and the actress leaves the show. Speaking of stabbing, I mean, good. Well, I mean, like, I mean, Josh pointed out that like they kind of don't explain how whichever Joker this is survived because he said like, you should have wore the armor like I told you, which implying that he didn't. And like, he said, I had to be stabbed at least once so they'd be convinced. It's like, but what about the other ten times? Yeah, it's like, wait, right? what? How are you alive? Shut up! Rattle your build around. <laughs> that was a, that was a real like you know. Oh, there'll be plenty of time for explanations later. That that just never happened. <laughs> I wonder. I wonder, I wonder how did, the internet I reacted to that. Care how he survived? He just showed up and he's like, "Hey, I'm fine." And I'm like, "Okay." This is the same show where like Butch Gilzine and Sophia Falcone get like shot in the head and like don't die. So, oh, I mean, speaking of. <laughs> Earlier, I was looking up this episode, and I accidentally clicked season four, and I was like, "Holy shit, Sophia's awake!" <laughs> <laughs> Wa- Walker's only my middle name, Gordon. My first name is Sophia. <gasps> Sophia, you son of a bitch. Well, <laughs> let's get this over with, and he like drops his pants. <laughs> let's get this over with. <laughs> 
<laughs> it's hook up with X's week here on Gotham. Last but yesterday it was Barbara. Today it's you. GM like starts watching. Like, oh man, this is a crazy turn of a. Wait, is this even the right episode? <laughs> oh man, and Butch is back, and he's Grundy again. <gasps> Did somebody clone Tabitha? And like. <laughs> Martine, what are you doing here? And like, <laughs> oh my god, you're ridiculous. Um, it would have been funny. <laughs> it would have been funny if you never noticed. And like, while while Don and I are like talking about the episode, you're like reacting as if it was season four. You're like, yeah. And what do you think when they went to the Narrows? And Don and I are like confused at first. Like, oh yeah, I guess that neighborhood kind of looked like the narrows and like you just like keep on referencing stuff that like didn't happen but like don and i are like not sure what you mean so we just like go along with it oh god one time i was trying to watch a movie where we should play which is a trauma film uh they're the people who do like toxic adventures other like really shitty films and one of the reasons james gunn is getting like slammed on twitter for something he wrote a long time ago because he used to make trauma films Mm-hmm. Um, I honestly, I don't think he's a bad guy. Oh, he said something like a whole like forever ago and forgot about it. Um, now if he was saying it now, it'd be different. But I feel like he's matured and changed, so that's my thought on it. Anywho, so we're trying to watch this kids at play film, and we're like, oh god, he just crawled into his dad's body like a tauntaun, and then like Nando was all like, all I see is this guy at the Little Walitos, and I was just like, what? <laughs> and he's like, yeah, he's got the Little Walitos, and then there's Mira Sorvino, and we're just like, is she in the backseat of the car? And it turned out he was watching Mimic. <laughs> so we were all, like, reacting horribly to this movie that had, like, a child cutting his dad open and crawling inside and he's all just watching the o- the opening of Mimic where this guy has like little tin balls and like uh, an old man dies I thought we were reacting to that like really ridiculously I wish I was in these these, these, these uh, viewing viewing parties it's been so long <laughs> Dude, my rabbit doesn't work anymore. We do it the old school way now. Three, two, one, play. Sat down and I did so many commentaries, and like, if one of us was buffering for like half a second, it would just ruin the whole thing. I want to talk about um, uh, <laughs> Selena. You know, pulling a, a season four Davi Um Yeah. And I, so I had to rewatch it. Uh, so I'm asking Jan because you know, this, this this concerns Jan. Um, Selena was was you know very much like Davi was out. She was you know at, at the table, you know getting drunk with a lot of women. And I remembered, oh yeah, they kind of made her be the Catwoman be bisexual in the new Fifty Two. Did you get a vibe <laughs> watching that? I didn't even know how to say word woman. I was just looking at her. I was not looking at her. I was just looking at her, like, directly, because everything else to me looked kind of 
blurred out in my vision because I kind of zoned in because I was looking specifically for her. Everyone else was like background. I didn't even pay attention to them. Um, as for making her seem bi, I don't feel like in that case, that's what it was supposed to be going for. It was just like women celebrating another woman in power. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I guess it wasn't so yeah, much in on a girl or some girl was like on her arm then I would have been like yeah because when you saw Bruce the girls were like rubbing his arms yeah I guess what I'm trying to say is not so much they were pushing for that as it was I guess that entered my mind because because the first time I saw I watched this episode I didn't think about it but then the second time it was like well I mean not that if a woman is never portrayed to be like furry or whatever that she's automatically queer or whatever but like remembering how Catwoman has been recently rendered and kind of just seeing that image, because, oh, I, w- I wonder, you know. But I don't, I don't know. Especially because last episode we were talking about how many gay characters this show has had, for better or worse. It's, like, really weird how they did it in the comic, because I picked up on it, and then I canceled my subscription. <laughs> Not because I picked up on it, because I was all like... Um, so the last issue that I have, Catwoman is coming in contact with the Yakuza, and he, she looks over at the main guy's daughter, and then they have a conversation after the guy steps out of the room, and it's a very brief conversation, and then she leaves, and I was all like, I ship it. It wasn't even like a sexual conversation. And then I was like, but I'm not going to get this ship, so I might as well just cancel my subscription. Q two weeks later, she's outed as bisexual. I'm like, God damn it. They've lived made, I think, every major Bat- Batman woman character queer lately. Um, which is interesting. And I, and I think that, like, I don't know if, I mean, obviously, that's, that's no problem with that. But I think that, like, they've been kind of playing it as a, well, it was obvious all along way. And I remember even writing that, like, I, you can do it with some characters like Poison Ivy, but I don't know if that, that plays with other characters. I think with, with Catwoman, that's definitely a much more recent thing, like, in terms of, like, characterization. <laughs> But, you know, it's, 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 uh, it's all good. I didn't feel like it felt like it was pandering to anything. It was a very organic sort of thing that happened. It was actually written pretty well, in my opinion, because, you know, I... Like a peek in the comics to the left. They call that burn stealing. Well, <laughs> I was already dropping, like, hundreds of dollars, so... Yeah. Um, honestly, my biggest takeaway from that, like, her being there was not, like, any hidden bisexuality, but it was like, oh, finally, her and Barbara are sharing a scene again together, because, like, they haven't since, they have not, like, been together or spoken since that whole demon's head thing, and I was, like, really bothered that Selena got crippled, and, like, Barbara didn't come visit her, or Barbara wasn't like, oh, no, Selena, because they were the sirens, they were a team last year. And then, like, they weren't a very good died. team. <laughs> well, no, they weren't. Well, when your leader's Barbara Keene, what kind of a team is it going to be? Um, There's then, a Barbara team. Well, and like we, we have no, not... no. That's like that's, it's basically she's the eye in team. <laughs> awesome. Um, then we have like a member of their trio dies, and we have not seen a scene of the two of them like together grieving tabitha and like i've joked oh selena still doesn't know that tabitha's dead like um but like 
And at this point, you know, like, whatever, like, I guess it happened in off panel and that like Barbara and like Selena finally like spoke about it or whatever. But it's just like, Josh, you're right about all that. But like the show doesn't care. Right. Um, I was absolutely surprised that Bruce didn't look there first, considering that she used to be part of that group. She just comes and goes when she wants to. It's kind of like when she was living at Barbara Kane's like old apartment. She would just like, even though she was living there, she wasn't. It's not like she would like go there and sleep every night. It was just like a a base of operations, like a Pokemon Center, where she can like randomly go and recharge before going out to the next gym leader. <laughs> I, heard, I heard that sound effect. Perfect. <laughs> awesome. Um. And by the way, like, okay, Selena's whole, like, oh, I just didn't care, blah, blah, blah. Um, I know this is, I guess I'm stating the obvious when I say this, and, like, this isn't some profound thing. Of course she's lying, and of course she's trying to hurt Bruce, because when you watch that episode again, the pilot, she obviously is very affected by it. Like, she's very horrified when she watches it happen, and seeing it affects her so much that, like, she stalks Bruce for, like, the next two episodes. She's, like, hanging outside of Wayne Manor spying on him and stuff like that. Like, she was very, like, fascinated by him watching that. So, no, I don't buy her whole, like, I don't care thing, you know. See, I, 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 you know I only... I'm glad you remember that because I, I, I didn't remember that. I rewatched the pilots because every once in a while, one of the kids like asks to watch like Gotham with me. So like a few of us will like, so I I've seen the pilot a few times with like different people. Um, and also because of the amount of times I saw the pilot, like when it first came on, like I remember it a lot better than a lot of other season one episodes, but like, yeah, I remember like when the parents get shut, you see like Selena, she's like on the little fire escape and she's like visibly like shaken and like almost holding back tears like, she is upset, and she's affected by it. And she was, like, stalking Bruce afterwards. Like, you remember her, like, hanging outside of Wayne Manor? And I think she even, like, came to the funeral. Well, I remember that she, that, that until, like, the third episode or whatever, that was called Santa Kyle, she didn't speak at all. Like, she, did, she did not speak at all for that first episode, which I thought was pretty powerful. Yeah. And, then, and then she started talking. Yeah. I was wondering, how long are we going to do this? Selena Kyle doesn't talk then. <laughs> And then, like, she talked. I was like, okay. Yeah, because you guys also did that. How long is it until Barbara leaves the apartment? <laughs> she's left that apartment, all right. <laughs> oh, yeah. she's hasn't been back since, so you got your wish. <laughs> yeah, that apartment is, like, forgotten about. <laughs> anyway, yeah. So, so Selena, <laughs> what do you think about her whole, like, I don't care about anyone but me, kid. Which, I'm like, so sick of this know, from her. That's all she does. Every... Every season, that's always her storyline. I don't care, but I secretly do care. Like it's it's this this tasun- how do you how do you pronounce it? Tasundere. Sundere. Sundere. It's a Sunday bullshit that like I've been <laughs> sick of since like season three. Like, like I don't know. Like do they have nothing else they can they can it's do for her? Season one. Yeah, but, but but like it's been they've been repeating this so consistently that like you would have thought at some point they would have found a new storyline for her. She's Sean from Boy Meets World. And I get it. You know, the whole experience had an effect on her. But you can't just repeat this stuff because because they've had an experience. You gotta you gotta do something new. Otherwise there's no reason to get excited when when other stuff happens. Um like the last season, why would they do something new? 
I mean, when we finish this, this show, I, I'm not going to have a lot of high things to say about the character because I feel that the character has just been repetitive. And I and I'm sorry, I don't know if Cameron Bikindo has really made her easier to watch uh, because of the same storylines they're kind of getting into. I'm not saying that she's a bad actor, but they've never given her enough much to do where she felt that she's really risen above the material. Although I would say that like when she was telling Bruce off, that was good acting because she was like getting teary eyed and stuff. That was pretty good acting. Mm-hmm. But generally, I'm, I'm I'm rolling my eyes constantly at her scenes. Well, and they have good chemistry together. Like they, are, we, we've we've said that since season one. I thought, at least I have. <laughs> I didn't feel it until season two or three. I forget that it wasn't season one because I just wasn't into it. When they were throwing muffins at each other. Yeah, no, I was like, God, this is stupid. <laughs> that's why. That's why. That's why Jan's here, always with a heart. <laughs> and like Peabody and like Stranger hiding behind like the bookcase, like but Strange, why did you lace you know the like muffins with Indian Hill juice? Watch Peabody and see what happens. <laughs> but Strange, we've not been introduced yet. <laughs> I said, <laughs> watch Peabody and see what happens. And then uh, her she gets cat eyes, and he's like, see. <laughs> 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 Peabody WTF Well strange I guess you can say that I'm going Through changes No I mean That's <laughs> Selena gets cat eyes Oh <laughs> I thought you meant Peabody got cat eyes <laughs> No because like They threw the muffins in season one And then they were laced with like Cat DNA or something <laughs> And then Alfred trips over the muffin. Ah, back to the hospital for me. Boy's like, oh, again? I don't know. I, I, uh, I, 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 do you guys disagree with me about her, her character? I do. I thought like her character. Yeah. I mean, I thought it was her character in the comic books, too. But I, like I said, I've only seen the She's pushing Bruce away. That's what that. That's what she does. You know, when she's upset. So like, it's not out of character for me. I don't necessarily love it, but at the same time, too, like, I see through her. I, I see through her whole like. I didn't care. I only cared about me. Like you were like twelve or thirteen years old when you watched that happen. Like like, what was she gonna do? You know. Um. I mean, if we don't have that much else to say about Selena, I mean, I guess. Jeremiah's uh, cliffhanger with, uh, you know, <laughs> who could those people be? And Donovan pointed this out to me, but um, before Selena stabs him the last episode, Jeremiah like is saying under his breath, he's going to love it. He's going to, no, he'll hate it. No, 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 he won't hate it. He'll love it. So we now know he's talking about his gift for Bruce, which is, you know, no, these no, two no, 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 random no. people. Yeah, yeah. Because um, it's still a cliffhanger. Well, yeah, but I mean, it's we know enough about the cliffhanger that like we can like connect the tissue to like you know what he was saying the last episode that you pointed out. Yeah, because he was muttering to himself under his breath, yeah. and he sounded like he was insane. I thought he was like talking to himself, but clearly he was. Well, he was talking to himself in the way yeah. that I thought he. Between last season and this season, Jer- I keep on getting their names. Jeremiah has been a lot more. Jewish. Me too. Because um, last mm-hmm. season he was he was kind of stoic and he was definitely different than Jerome. This season there's a lot more there's a lot more Heath Ledger in him. 
in terms of like kind of how he comes off and like uh, he's not as violent. I would say he's more manic than he was, but I wouldn't say he's legendary. I guess I guess it's, it's just the voice that he's doing, but like he um he's much more recognizable, and it's not just the face. He's much more recognizably behaving like Joker, the way he interacts with Echo and stuff, which is good. I don't know why that happened, like like on the character's turn, because he was very different last season. But whatever, you know. Well, he's got a girlfriend now. You know how girlfriends change people. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know how girlfriends change me. <laughs> you would never. Know. You don't have them. <laughs> and Josh yanks his collar. <laughs> yeah, but no. Um, his plans have fallen through, except for like you know the whole the bridges thing. Um, he is acting a lot more manic. He is still like the whole him telling. Her, she's getting sentimental, does to me call back to the Jeremiah we know from last season because he is more calculated and a lot more cold um, than Jer- Holy shit. Jerome. <laughs> I was like, do you have a daughter Jehoshaphat? He is a lot more cold and calculated than Jerome, who seemed way more manic, and may, even though he had plans, always felt more like he flew from the seat of his pants. Like, mm-hmm. this sounds like fun, and I'm going to do it, versus, like, this is my plan, and this is what I'm going to do. Um, I do like how there is that callback to how he treats Harley canonically. I mean, I honestly, I just, it's not an ideal relationship under any circumstances, but I always really liked it. I wouldn't want to be in it, but I do like reading it, and I do like watching it, so. At least you acknowledge how messed up it is. Yeah, I don't want to, like, everyone's like, why have this kind of relationship when you can have this Joker-Harley relationship? And I'm just like, can I just have Gomez and Morticia? Because that feels like a better relationship. Also, they've never been in a relationship. Yeah. Like, it's all in Harley's head. Like, they're not... He's always treated her as, like, a psychic. Like, they've never actually been, like, a couple. That's That's been kind of, like, fan art and stuff. So, like, the, the, the whole um... idea of, like, them being a relationship is, is kind of, like... It's sort of you kind of um, conjugated, but like you know, conceived in the minds of a lot of fans who really like Harley Quinn and really like the Joker separately. But like, I've never read a story where like 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 he's giving a shit about her. That doesn't mean they're not in a relationship. That just means that he doesn't give a shit about her. You don't have to give a shit about somebody to be in a relationship with them. I mean, you can marry people you're not in love with. No, but you know what I mean. He's never like shown her affection in a way which lends itself to like pattering after that. Like she was still his girlfriend, except when like she's withheld affection and he's like wanted the attention from her. Therefore, like he'll act boyfriendly like very briefly if he needs something from her, and then uh, then it's right back to the status quo. Because he has her back yeah. as his girlfriend, where he like where he knows he has like, control over. Her. You know what? I take it back. Is this going to um, be another Butch and Tabitha? <laughs> you forget, you forget how um, abusive relationships work. I mean, I'm not even been, well, I'm not been in one, but like, well, uh, I shouldn't say that. But like, um, 
uh, at the same time, like, like, like I should, My I also eyes take got back, so big. I should, I should also take back that, like, in Suicide Squad, he's head over heels over her. So, like, there's that. Suicide Squad's the one version I've seen where, like, he actually, he actually, like, pursues her and, like, means it, which is strange. And yeah, but he sucks. could be pursuing her because, like, he wants the attention from her or something. Like, we don't see, like, he dresses up as a cop and hijacks a helicopter. And he, he, he has a whole, like, costume party for her. Have you brought back Harley Quinn? He, he, like, uh. <laughs> <laughs> now, I do like, like in the, uh, what's it called? The animated series, it really seemed like they were a couple most of the time. Oh, Unless no. he was getting away and then leaving her behind was like a way to get away. Mm, I don't know, no, because no. like he kicks her out in the episode where she hooks up with Ivy. There's Matt in love. Um, he leaves her to he, like he he would have left her to die in, in that Harley Quinn eight episode. Like I don't know if ever he, he ever like showed affection for her in the, in the cartoon. Unless he was like manipulating her, like baby, you're the greatest kind of thing. Like you were gonna come back for me, weren't you, Puddin? Of course I was, but you're here now, so I can shape the trip. But what about our friends, Ivy and Two Face and Lizard Man and Puppet Head and Hat Guy? <laughs> Don't yeah. forget about your little pets, <gasps> little baby. I'll get you a goldfish. Let's go. No, why no. you little? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's one. That's one of the best exchanges. But like I said, an abusive relationship is still a relationship. It's just a bad one. Well, but, but that's he, doesn't, he doesn't know how to like be like your normal boyfriend, and he doesn't think like a normal boyfriend. But he was totally. But but the way that people can t- tend and I don't, I don't know if I actually had talked about this conversation before, but like, the way people tend to romanticize the relationship in like the fan community, and obviously it's not every fan, but some fan community. It's like the idea that they're both so insane that that insanity fuels their love. That's a love that doesn't exist. No. It's completely unrequited. No. no, 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 no. So this is the argument of, remember when you asked me why I liked Harley Quinn? I said why people like Harley Quinn. Go ahead. <laughs> no, you asked me specifically. I remember because you kept saying, you, 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 you tell me. And I'm like, okay. We're going to have to listen back to that Any- episode then. Yeah, you'll have to go back and listen to it. Because I was annoyed. I was like, I really don't want to answer this question. And you kept pushing it. Um, she was the very first henchwoman who was in love with a villain who did not leave the villain for the hero who treated her better. What? Even Go watch any 80s film where you have the good girl and the sexy bad girl, or any Bond film, you can watch Bond basically bone any woman who is trying to kill him, and then she becomes a good woman and then dies. Go find me one that isn't dead. And, including Eva Green. Um, any sort of 80s film, the, the guy usually, the hero shows up, treats his lady love like in a really good way then the bad henchwoman who's in love with the bad guy usually realizes that she's not being treated properly and then she falls either falls in love with the hero or realizes that she's in an abusive relationship and then totally turns on the bad guy who she's been with forever and then dies either heroically or he kills her because she betrayed him and then she's like an afterthought 
but that didn't happen with Harley. She became this amazing phenomenon. Yes, yes, she's in a really bad relationship with this guy. But even though Batman shows up and like is like, dude, this doesn't even make any sense. She's like, you, I know what I want, and then she keeps doing what she wants, even though like it's not. It is like a really bad relationship, and she does get hurt repeatedly. And it is a cycle that she keeps herself in, obviously, as a psychologist. And But it is still on her terms, and she doesn't let... She leaves him eventually, but she leaves him on her own terms. I mean, she has other people help show her the way, but it's not like, oh, Batman showed up and then showed me that he's not, he doesn't give a shit about me, so because Batman did this, I'm going to leave him. Do you know what I mean? Uh, sort of. I don't know how that, like, but, but that's, but that's still, like, you know, um, I mean, I, I guess that's how people kind of bring out, you know, well, this is, uh, uh, this is a coupling that we can kind of, you know, admire for that reason, I suppose. But I, I, I guess I don't see, I don't see the thread as, as cleanly. I was horrified when she and Nightwing had sex in Batman and Harley Quinn. What? <laughs> there, there was an animated movie a year and a half ago, Batman and Harley Quinn, and it's like a team-up movie. Like Batman and Nightwing have to get Harley Quinn's help to stop like Poison Ivy from destroying the world, and she. <laughs> the consent is very dubious, but like she has sex with Nightwing. The movie's also a comedy, so like I, I kind of don't take it that seriously as I did like the Killing Joke. Right, it's it, it's not canon, that you know. That is not the one that I wanted. Hold on. Let me find the right face. <laughs> is it this one? There we go. That's the face. <laughs> yeah, it was very, very... Um, it was very, very, like... Uh, the consent was dubious, because she, like, ties up Nightwing on, like, the bed, and she, like, sees that he has, like, an erection because she's, like, changing in front of him and he's like, ooh. And she, like, climbs on top of him and he's like, no, this isn't a good idea. And then she's like, if we do this, then I'll let you go and I'll help you stop Ivy. And, like, she, like, turns off the lights and he says, the things I do for Gotham. And, like, smiling. (sighs) Unfortunately. (laughs) So it didn't really happen. It was a joke. Well, it was a joke when Batman came in and saw like Harley's like panties on the floor and looked at Nightwing and like <laughs> taking the Nightwing had this Nightwing had this like look of shame on his like face. That is so awful. Oh, that but was to be fair, Dick is a hoe, so not to that extent though. I really don't like <laughs> villains having sex with with the, the heroes because it's like. Like, 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 like. That's why I didn't like uh, Catwoman number one because it's like, well, they, we don't know who each other are. It's like, then why are you doing this? Like, <laughs> the same so anyway. reason Spider-Man fucked Felicia, dude. Calm down. Well, he knew who she was. Yeah, anyway. but she didn't know who she was at the time. Yes, yes, she did. That was that, that was that. No, 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 no. Before he showed her who he was, didn't they have sex in costume? Josh. No, they were about to, but then Dr. Octopus interrupted them, but then, like, they didn't actually, like, consummate the relationship until um, after he unmasked. I thought they had rooftop sex. No, that was in later books. And now, granted, they did have sex years later when she forgot his identity, because she, like, forgot because of a magic spell. 
but she uh, she remembers again now because he like set that right. Okay. So the cliff. What what are your thoughts on the cliffhanger with Jeremiah Jan? Like, and do you come to the same conclusion that most of the internet has and such too with parents? Okay, yeah. <laughs> it's it's not a secret that yeah, that's like supposed to be his parents because like the actors. It was either the actors who played his parents were seen on set, or it was like people who looked like them. Like I remember, like that was like photographed, and people were like, "Ooh, why are they bringing back Bruce's parents? Is it for a flashback?" And then when I saw this, I was like, oh, "Okay, it's 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 for this." And then um, when I, I didn't was, need, I didn't know all that. I just gleaned it from what I saw on the screen, which was they went into Wayne Manor, and I love. Uh, family reunions and i was like oh okay yeah yeah penguin's parents obviously <laughs> exactly obviously. or <laughs> ivy pepper's parents who would not recognize her <laughs> one bit <laughs> or selena's parents did they ever say what happened to ivy's parents. mom yeah she killed herself okay yeah she did yeah i i had to look that up too because like i forgot but it's mentioned in um uh Lovecraft when like Bruce and Selena like meet up with Ivy at like uh the uh the underground like orphan village from uh Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. But anyway, okay, so any thoughts on the whole Jeremiah Bruce's parents thing? I mean obviously that'll play more into other episodes. Well, it's, but... it, 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 it this kinda goes back to like my whole I know I know that they, they became friends when they when he they made that generator, which I guess was like Jeremiah's plan from the get-go. So, arguably, you could say that he engineered a relationship with Bruce. And we've had this conversation before. Um, but I, I I still think it's the show kind of like jackhammering a Batman and Joker dynamic in a way which feels um, inorganic. Um, it's it's cool. It's It's nice. It's fine. But going by the shows, like this, they didn't earn this relationship like like they did the regular and penguin relationship. And so, so it's nice for what it is, but it doesn't feel like, complete. Okay, I get what you're saying now. Go ahead. No, that's it. It reminds me of Bart Simpson and Sideshow Bob, though. Where like Sideshow Bob, right off the bat, is not like I must destroy Bart Simpson. It's just like. Bart Simpson was involved in like enough of his schemes where like eventually that relationship developed. Like Jeremiah didn't come out the gate like I must destroy Bruce Wayne, but then because of like Bruce Wayne's ties to he his like brother, because when he realized supposed to be crazy, he was like, you know, I consider you my very very best friend. I really hope you don't stop me. Oh, one episode later, let's do the killing joke with Alfred. Um, yes, sir. And then like it ends up you know shooting Selena. I mean it, like, 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 like they've they've developed relationships in the show that that are that are very well rendered, but you know this feels like well done fan service, but it's still fan service that doesn't really it, it just doesn't it doesn't feel like like, like they've, they've it's kept track, and I, I can't not mention that every time they do that. You can SpongeBob me if you want when I say this, but like I think that the whole like him being that obsessed with Bruce early on, it started off as basically like him trying to one-up his brother because his brother had the Bruce Wayne obsession and, like, him trying to, like, you know, outdo all of his brother's plans and stuff. Like, the whole Bruce Wayne thing was well, a part like, of it was, that. There wasn't so much an obsession as, like, you know, sort of, like, finished business because the last thing that, that 
Jerome did, was it even to do with Bruce Wayne? Wasn't it more kind of like, you know, the city thing? Oh, no, 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 no. He did, he did invite Bruce Wayne on that stage. Never mind. I do remember that. Yeah. <laughs> and Gordon's like, now, Bruce, we need you to wear this bomb on your birthday and go up on stage next to the guy that wants to kill you. Yep. What? <laughs> it's my birthday. I don't want to go. <laughs> right. No, but I do... Um, he was a recluse, and then he has this one guy show up, and then he can protect him from his brother, and it's like the first guy that isn't like his one, um, what's it called? Who is an Echo. So, literally, he is his very best friend, because he's his only friend. Because the guy's a recluse. So, couple that with the whole uh, Jerome obsession, and the one-upping, and then you've got, like, I don't know, He's clearly not all there in the head to begin with. Oh. He also had that laughing gas. Yeah. I don't feel like it needs to be like super like earned. I mean, in my opinion, it's like he just has an obsession because he's crazy and then this guy came into his life and he was like safe and nice to him. And one there are lots of people who, as someone who hangs, who used to hang out with like people who didn't have any friends, and also being someone who didn't have any friends when I was younger, um, when you find that one person that you feel safe around and you can, hang, you want to be around them all the time. You want to give them things. You want to make them happy. And I feel like that's kind of what happened in this because Bruce is not sitting there going like you are my very best friend it's just solely coming from jeremiah and he does worry about jeremiah or he did to begin with but you know it makes sense to me from jeremiah's side yeah Yeah. ultimately the joker doesn't need much of a reason to do what he wants to do um I guess to me, it's, it's just the shows, you know, John Stephen and Danny Cannon's rendering of like that that relationship and the development or like, the confines own. they're working in because they're still not letting them like pull the trigger on Joker. Yeah. Yeah, whatever happened to the laughing gas? I guess I guess it was always uh, Jerome's thing. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, he hasn't had a need to use it. Like, because all he's done this season is, like, build, dig a tunnel and get stabbed. I do like the fact that, like, um, he's not, you know, he's not scarred up. He's not, you know, his face wasn't torn off. I like how he looks as the Joker. Like, he, he, his face is white and all that kind of stuff, but it's not jacked up. It's not Jack Nicholson. It's not Heath Ledger. It's not the the New 52 version. I I prefer, you know, the, the sort of untouched face Joker because he looks, he looks great as, as him. He has a great voice for him. Uh, he has he has great uh, uh, kind of mannerisms and stuff. So like, it's working out He's well. So um, is there anything from this episode that we haven't like dissected, or like that that that's worth talking about? Like, there's stuff that we haven't talked about in depth, but stuff that's like not worth saying. Like, oh boy, there sure was rednecks, and like, yeah, that oh, sure was yeah. funny when when Nigma said you shot Butch. I, like, I, didn't I, like say the, that, I didn't think that was funny. I like that he threw it in his face. <laughs> I like uh, the scene between Bruce and Bullock, where 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 like Bruce is like you know people wanted people are losing the will to do good, um, 
which is kind of my deal with him in Batman v Superman. Uh, but like, I, I like because as a kid, you would feel him losing the you know losing spirit quicker. And, and you know, they, they they every now and then have scenes together, so I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. Green. It was cool. Pretty cool. Bullock had a lot of time to shine in this episode. I really like that. Because he's usually just like, ghost. <laughs> There's no such thing as ghost, Harvey. An actual, an actual line from like... I know, like he really said that. That was awesome. Well, I agree that like, yeah, this was a big one, you know, like, Bullock, you're the best cop I know. And I was like, that can't be possibly be true, but whatever. <laughs> oh, yeah, like, aren't you always like, like saying to him, like, hey, stop taking bribes or like doing stuff or, you know, or like, you're the best cop I know. And, like, Alan and Montoya are off on stage left, like, crying silently. Like, I we're like gonna... how it's season five, and you are still mentioning these people who don't exist. <laughs> You're a of our imagination. Alan and Montoya. People are like, who the fuck are those people? And you're like, from season one, like, the first half, and you're just like... Yeah, oh. like, not even, like, the whole thing of season one. Like, the first half of season one, like, like they never shared a scene with Marina Bacarin. That's how long ago it was. They, I think that like Renee Montoya is in one episode that Marina Bacarin's in, but it would be like the one where like she leaves at the beginning and is like, "Barbara, we're toxic. I need to get out of here because the writers ran out of ideas for me." And like she leaves. There's a really depressing sort of like series of images when the show was coming out. As like you know, Gotham, the latest iteration of the Batman legend. And you saw like you know Ben McKenzie and Robert Lord Taylor and Jada Pinkett Smith all dressed up nice and fancy. And you saw the actors for like uh, Christopher Allen and Renee Montoya, like you know like like really dressed to the nines. And it's like there's no reason for them to be here. <laughs> <laughs> Along with Claire Foley, like 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 they were like equally as like prominent as like Claire Foley and like Davi Mazzaos and stuff. When, wow. when we give this show its final spanking, when everything's said and done, we're, we're, we will talk about like just kind of the way that they abuse the cast in, in terms of in terms of inclusion. Because there are it's several hard characters hard. beyond beyond Renee mm-hmm. Montoya and Christmas Allen that they kind of just kick to the curb after set, after setting a lot of time setting them up. Because it's not, it's not like those characters didn't work. It's not it's not like they needed to leave. Like Barbara should have left season one. Like like. It's not like those characters were intrinsically wrong with the tone of the show, but like they just it, it, they just failed them. So before we get into like food hungry and stuff, I'm looking at uh, something that I like doing is uh, the live reactions from Reddit. Bruv, this man bringing out the father and mother puppets. <laughs> Bruh. <laughs> Hang on, how did Jeremiah survive? And then someone answered armor, and then that person followed with plot armor. And then another person <laughs> said, true. And another person said, Sophia Falcone being in a coma is plot armor. Jim, Jeremiah knowing what Selena would do and playing her completely is exactly what I would expect from a supervillain genius that managed to blow up Gotham. You know what? Let's, let's, let's stick on that for a second. Because, like, yeah, he didn't, she didn't try to chop off his head. She didn't try to shoot him at all. He says, I knew she would try to stab me. Like, he didn't even know for sure that she was going to come for revenge. Are you sure he didn't know? Pretty darn. Because she says, by the way, Selena Kyle's coming after you, and she can walk again. Maybe maybe he knew then. But they were talking as well, like, you know, like, I knew Selena would come get revenge sooner or later. Said, what? I love how, like, you get so... What is the word I'm looking for? 
stupid with anger. <laughs> you get so put out when something <laughs> is ridiculous. It's like, how? how? It's like, it's Gotham. So many of these comments are like, Jeremiah, oh my gosh, no, Jeremiah, I love Jeremiah so much. Jeremiah effing pulled a hush. LOL, she literally shook her head. Oh yeah, rattle, rattle, they're talking about Echo. It did um, rattle. Yeah. Oh shit, are those Bruce's parents? Is that Wayne Manor? Uh, yeah. Let's yeah, see. it was, guys. It was Wayne Manor's. Guess Strange isn't needed for Jeremiah. And then someone said, oh, yeah, yeah, people really thought he was dead. Other than Bruce's parents, does anyone truly stay dead in Gotham? No. JoJo the dog in Haven. Oh, <laughs> that's cold. <laughs> and then they mentioned Moroni and Falco. JoJo. JoJo. Edward's standing there like Dachi, Will Atawato, and Jim had their confrontation. <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> Robo Ed. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah! Strange doing open brain surgery on Ed, like like he's freaking um, Hannibal Lecter. Like you know, you'll feel the pain, but you won't say anything. Which honestly, I like how brutal he was in this episode. That was that was actually really Hugo Strange esque. Like he's a mad scientist who gives no shits, and like um, in this way, this can be, that can be deadly. I thought that was really cool. Put top ten anime betrayals. <laughs> it was a top ten anime betrayal. Let's be real. And someone, um, a lot of people are asking if a man, if um, uh, Walker is supposed to be Amanda Waller. She's not. That's what I thought. She said to be. He said to begin with, like my brain was like Waller, and I was like, wait, no. It's, he said Walker. If they cast Jamie Murray for the for the role of of a like like you know from the ground up, uh, you know Rhodes Scholar, you know middle aged uh, mother of several children, black woman, then that would have been worse than what they did the Bane. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, well, this podcast has ended. <laughs> Josh just does the rest of it by himself. <laughs> I just, like, do everyone's, like, voices. <laughs> oh, uh, my God, Marty! <laughs> I, thought the bunker to- I thought the bunker door was a toilet at first. I guess he has a penguin cave. Blah, blah, blah. Oh, no. I, 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 I gotta show you guys this. <laughs> oh, no. It's, it's, it's gonna it's, it's, it's gonna set Josh off. But it's a funny image. Oh God! <laughs> BD Wong is such a good Hugo Strange. Off. All right, here we go. Oh my God! Oh God! How did you do this? No! Don't blame me. Blame Chris Chalk. No. Oh, did, did, did you get married? Nice. <laughs> Ben McKenzie like goes up behind him like I know just how you feel, dog. But he's actually dressed like a homeless guy in that. <laughs> Where's your Armani suit? <laughs> Apparently he was in the newsroom. Interesting. And I'm I'm looking for funny Reddit comments. No one's like, is that person Lee? Like it's just people like, oh my gosh, Jeremiah. Oh my gosh, Bruce's parents. Oh my gosh, Jeremiah. Oh my gosh, Bruce's parents. Well, are people mad yeah. that they didn't they they that the explanation of Jeremiah's survival was basically shit? Or is that just me? Only one person, <laughs> like, has been like, so how did he survive? Plot armor. <laughs> you shot Butch, which is why I needed you. Yep, the Gotham logic checks out. In fairness, the Joker always survives, but he died twice in the show, so. 
<laughs> Here's a good one. I was sewing up your knife wound and accidentally cut open your brain, put a chip in there, and gave the command codes to other people so they can pull your strings like a puppet. Welcome to Gotham. <laughs> oh, this is funny. Bruce, what kind of person would just get April drunk? 24, 2017. You got married two years ago. Okay. <laughs> Here's a funny one. Bruce, what kind of person would just get drunk, party, and not give an F like the Oh... Well, I like uh, when um, uh, Eduardo said, you know, like, like, like you, why did you stay in the city after all this, you know, Riddler, you know, puzzle bomb bullshit? And he's like, it grows on you. It's like, that's not an answer. <laughs> it is when you are a homeless cop. <laughs> I have no place to stay. <laughs> the locker rooms are very, very liberal here about how long you're allowed to sleep on the bench. How long has Gotham been in Alabama? I was about to ask when Gotham got hollers. Trish Chalk is currently filming a miniseries about the Central Park Five. That'll be interesting. Ooh. Jim, Ed Stan's trial. Jim, did you forget about Penguin's version of trial from last week? He did the fast thing. I don't know what they're referring to. Right, him probably like, like, like woo, 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 wing outside the window. Jeremiah Valeska deserved to die in other news waters with alright I, th- I, th- I think we've exhausted this reddit stuff so let's go to that was all you we were just sitting here waiting <laughs> Otherwise, I was, yeah well I liked, I liked I was hoping that people pointed out Jeremiah's survival but I have the food time critic up when we read it uh, I got it up too because I'm at work uh, but uh Next week's actually it's uh, Valentine's Day because it's a skip week. Valentine's Day, and will you be our Valentine with the episode? Uh, what is thirteen stitches? Gordon assembles an unlikely team to protect Gotham from Eduardo Durant and his Delta Force. Just I as Lee Tom, say what? I can't deal with you. <laughs> well, you're going to have a harder time dealing with me after this next sentence. Just as Lee Tompkins resurfaces, Barbara reveals some shocking news that will change Gordon's life forever. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, Selena and Penguin team up to outsmart fellow villain Magpie, guest star Sarah Schenken, in the all-new 13 Stitches episode. I'm sure when they team up... You- you know, Selena's going to be like, I wish Tabitha was here. She would have so much fun with us right now. Penguin, like, uh, yeah, Tabitha. They're doing a lot of, like, 90s Batman movie references. Like, last episode is Batman Forever. The next episode is Batman Returns. Right. So, guest stars Cameron Monaghan. Yeah. Guest star Cameron Monaghan as Jeremiah Valeska. Shane West as Eduardo Durant. David Carenza as Angel Valenega. Valelunga. That's Bird. Sarah Schenken as Magpie and Jamie Murray as Secretary Walker. You know, they, they, they like credit a... her for the, for this current episode, but I don't think we heard her voice. Did we? I think it's probably because they just talked about her. <laughs> so she gets paid hundreds of thousands of dollars. <laughs> yeah, like, like Harvey Dent got paid for an entire season. Um, okay, Gotham, 13 Stitches. Let's, let, let, let's watch this promo. I need a link. Okay, hold on, I'll put it in the... Previously on Gotham. So, any thoughts, any, any thoughts on that promo? <laughs> You'll be the baby of all of her love. 
You Mother. really think so? <laughs> she was talking to me, Homeless Cop. Uh, Eduardo, why are you wearing that thing on your face? Jimmy Murray's father is named Bill Murray, which is funny. Is he the Bill Murray? I'm afraid... No, no. But he's done a lot of voice work for, for Modern Warfare. It seemed like you weren't sure how that sentence was going to end when you started it. <laughs> so you were prepared for it. They have um the... That version of Magpie is specifically the version from the Beware the Batman cartoon, where she had kind of had that silver wig, because Magpie, uh, in the comics, had like a bizarre, like kind of mohawk-looking haircut. Uh, in the yeah. Bat- Superman Man of Steel miniseries where he first meets Batman. That was um, going to be Magpie, but they decided to change their plums. Well, they, well she's, a, she's a villain that they could introduce in Season 5 with no consequences. Like, Bane? No. But her? Yeah, sure, why not? She's, she's D-list. It doesn't matter. Like, she's she's yeah, she, a step above um, Headhunter. Yeah, exactly. I was waiting for like, them to bring in, bring back Harvey as Duella Dent. They, um, what? <laughs> they, um, uh, John Stevens told me at New York Comic Con that at one point they were going to make Barbara Keen magpie and they decided not to. That's what I said. I, like, oh. literally just said that. I heard you say Duella Dent. <laughs> yeah, I didn't hear it. You must have cut out. We didn't hear that. I heard you say bring back Harvey Duella Dent, but that might have been like how my brain interpreted what those words were for some reason. No, I said that after I said that they were going to make Barbara Magpie. And then Don said, yeah, they could bring in Magpie without any whatever. Bullshit. Yeah. Whatever. I give up. But Lee comes back for Valentine's Day. So there's that. And uh, we all know what my theory is about what Barbara's shocking news for Jim is. But just for fun, let's uh, let's come up with alternate theories about what the important news is that will change Jim's life forever. I'm dying. <laughs> He's like, <laughs> it'll be like when Fry and uh, the guys found out that they were going to do death by snoo snoo. Like they're like trying not to smile, but they're smiling. <laughs> Gordon would be happy to hear that. What? <laughs> Even for this character, that's not a con. That's not a. That's not a. Con- that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> like Gordon, I'm dying, and like he's like trying to, to suppress his laughter. I don't get it. I mean, after all the things. Why are you laughing so hard? Don's reaction just broke me. <laughs> that made no sense. Yeah. Or change his life. Gordon, your rich uncle died and he left you a mansion in the will. <laughs> me back on my... Um, yeah, I mean, I figured, I mean, do you think, do you think, do you think they could lead up to a baby and, and, and then fake it out? Like, like, they, like they did with Lee it's, in season two? It's hilarious. To, it's the final season. It's, it, it's, it's a, it's gonna, it's, it's hilarious to me that if this is a baby, like my initial prediction at the beginning of the season was, oh, they're going to slowly bring him and Barbara back together. And maybe during the 10 year time skip, they'll be married with kids. No, 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 no. It's like one night stand in season four. 
baby in episode six. What you if know, uh, like, because they got together so quickly that like not only is she pregnant, but she actually like gives birth that that episode. Jim, I have a surprise for you. Meet, meet your new daughter. What? But the birth control pills. They were from Indian Hill Jim. <laughs> so this super didn't work. Pregnancy. Yeah. I'm done. I'm done. We're good here. How do you know that that kid's even mine? <laughs> and like the kid has like. Until now. Say what? I've only had sex with women until now. <laughs> The baby's well, first words were homeless. How, homeless well, how do I know that that kid is yours? And then, like, the hand is like glowing. He's like, "Oh, oh boy, <laughs> that's our cue." Get out! Yeah, we're good. <laughs> so, until next time, this is Josh. Until next time, this is Donovan. And as that camel said, you, you, you can listen to the Gotham Chronicle on BatmanUniverse.net. We will see you next time. <laughs>